Hey everyone, it's Adam here from the Rounds Wrap. Uh, we have a Patreon exclusive podcast called The Points Update. Uh, that's what you're about to hear. It's a little bit of a free uh, introduction to the podcast to see if it's something you want to listen to. Join our Patreon. Links will be in the description. Help out Safe 4 Squad. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Cheerio. Welcome back once again to another episode of The Points Update. The only podcast uh, brought to you by the C4 team for exclusively for our Patreons. This week, we're going to give you the points update on the fandoms that we like. Let me welcome to the show, Curtis. Good evening. And let me welcome to the show, Nicholas. Hello, my name is Nicholas. My name is Adam, and I'm going to be your host for the event. And let's get this wagon started. Nick, tell me about a fandom that you're into that's not Star Wars, but is like a fandom, is a universe, yeah. is a thing. Is okay. is like, is its own little thing in the universe world. Um, yeah. Probably my, honestly, probably in line with um, Star Wars is the Legend of Zelda series. Um Ooh. Like, I'm not one of the OG ones that played, like, Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time. Like, I, I kind of missed that kind of step. My first one that I absolutely fell in love with was Twilight Princess on the Wii. Um, and then kind of since then, I've gotten every game after that. Um, and, like, mm. especially on the Switch, Breath of the Wild and currently Tears of the Kingdom, it's just, like, kind of taking my time away. Like, my game time is... Zelda at the moment. Yeah. Is Zelda like can you is there like books and things like that or is it just the games? Uh the there are books and TV shows, but they're not worth your time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not worth your time. <laughs> just just don't. That's um, the thing so though, isn't it? Were, like we're... sometimes the original source of like the content is just the best and yeah, I think the game is the original source, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, and, like, I think the kind of the reason why it's kind of always been, like, one of the best things for me is because, like, the, the story of them is always really good. Um, even though it's kind of rehashed a little bit game to game, it's always done in kind of like a, a newish way. Um, and like, I've always loved the open exploring kind of uh, third-person games mm. where you do some sorts of puzzles and try to figure out best ways to do things and you fight mm. monsters and, yeah. I really like the last two Zelda games. Now, I haven't played either of the ones on the Switch, but I heard about their development and being, like, in software, I was really interested about, like, their development. So um, Zelda Breath of the Wild came out and it, like, took everyone by storm. It's fantastic. It's this amazing and for the new one, what's the new one called, Nick? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom was they've just re they've, they've kind of rejigged the map, so they've actually used a lot of the same assets, a lot of the same map. Um, obviously, you know, new mechanics, and they've done like a different like you know different colors and different monsters and things, but they've used a lot of the same assets. And I'm so for this. I want to see more of this. You know. Um, the new Jedi game does this as well, where they reuse a lot of the same assets and they should be doing this. Like anything to make games come out quicker, but still stay at that same quality 
I'm all for. And Zelda has apparently knocked this practice out of the park. They've done like an amazing job of it. So yeah, it's so good to hear that the game's really good as well and everyone's enjoying it. Yeah, like it's taken my life away from... Um, and like, I guess talking about like the game development cycle is Breath of the Wild released when the Switch was released, which was a while ago. Mm. And like, it's taken this long to release a sequel and knowing that they've put the time into making this game just as good as what it should and could be. Hmm. Like as a fan of the series makes me happy be knowing that they actually put the time in rather than just trying to pump one out every single year, like the latest COD or whatever. Like hmm. when is the last time you actually like was looking forward to a new COD game? Um, Genuinely the last one. I'm sick of this already. The, 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 ones, the ones before it, like, before that, like, like I wouldn't even be, even be able to tell you the last five COD games um, off the top of my head. Call of Duty, <laughs> Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and <laughs> Call of Duty. Yeah. And by uh, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? I yeah. I got really into COD over COVID. It's me and my work friends. It's it sounds like a lot of aggression to get out of your system. That's all we did. We just played COD because it was. Yeah, this is pre 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 family man. My wife was still working. I was just at home. <laughs> That's all we did for like all day. It's just we played COD. I I didn't really like it that much, but I liked just being part of a team and being part of mm. like you know we'd go off and do trials and stuff. So that that was fun. But no, I, I get your point, Nick. That single player experiences typically trump those kind of like big multiplayer experiences, and I. I'm with you. I'd rather them put an extra year into a game and make it fantastic than, than put them out. With that new Zelda game, mm. I was watching you do like a stream on the first day and you were able to stick a sword to a shield and then use that as like a swingy weapon. Oh, that was oh. so cool. That nearly made me buy the game then and there. Oh, well, like that's only just like barely scratching the surface of the amount of crazy shit you can do. Like every single, like from Breath of the Wild, the first game, every item had a use, um, whether it was in cooking or making elixirs or whatever. But now they've added not only more items into the game, but they've added like a second use because you can attach any of these items to any of your weapons and shields. Hmm. And they all have like a secondary use or they make your weapons attack to do more or give it some sort of elemental power or do some weird special effect. So like oh, if you put so a good. so if you put a rocket onto a shield, you do like a massive rocket jump. Um hmm. or, <laughs> or like the you can attach uh and there's a enemy called like Keese and like you use Keese eyeball, attach it to the end of an arrow and it turns into a homing arrow. And like there's just lots of weird interactions that you kind of yeah, so like every item, you're like, you're running around picking up all these items because you're picking them up anyway. And like, you're picking them up knowing that you're going to use them. Yeah, yeah I just wow. really dig it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Curtis? What's a, what's like a fandom or a universe that you live in other than Star Wars? Sorry, I was just searching up the new Zelda because I know my, my wife loves it. So I was seeing if it was available for her. Um, 
to me, honestly, I really, really enjoy the Horizon video games. So Aloy and Rost and all of them. So it's like set in a post-apocalyptic world where um, humans got overindulgent of technology. So it's a little bit of a Terminator theme. Um, but one company specialised in machinery for war while another company specialised in machinery for um, terraforming, essentially, and making the world inhabitable again. So the uh, machinery made for killing essentially would consume biomass, so humans, trees, plants, whatever, to fuel itself, and it would be able to slave other machines, so it would be able to infect other machines and make them fight for its cause and control them. And the whole concept was that the human race would uh, rely on a post-apocalyptic plan, allow these machines to consume all the fuel until eventually they went into hibernation. And then the good machines would come out of hibernation and terraform the world and help humans come back into life again. And you're Aloy and you're running around this world trying to figure out why all of a sudden these... Um, biomass consuming terror machines are all of a sudden coming back to life again um there's two games out each game has now got downloadable content that makes it sort of like a 1.5 version and then a 2.5 version um hmm. and even though you're fighting machines you're running around with like a bow and arrow and a spear made of wooden metal but it's um sort of like it's a bit of a monster hunter meets tomb raider kind of feel because you're sort of going around uh ruins and stuff trying to find little keys and content that you need to be able to survive but you're also got a salvage equipment to be able to make new weapons or new armor and things like that yeah it's um it happened by accident my wife disappeared during covid um went to ev games and came back home with um, oh, not I thought it was about games. to start a straight. <laughs> she disappeared in COVID and she never returned. <laughs> oh man, no, she like thought... she like she she went away and she comes back home and she's got this freaking EB Games bag and I'm like, okay, I married the right woman here. This is freaking exceptional. Yeah. Um, and she starts plucking these games out and she's pulling out Lego Star Wars, Lego Batman, Lego Harry Potter, like all these Lego games. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. She's, so she's only bought games for herself. And then yeah. she pulls out Horizon um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which then also had the additional 1.5 version of uh, Frozen Wilds as well. And she said, I'll give this a go. And dexterity-wise, her hands were not ready for the task at hand. There's a lot of like triple button pressing and things like that, that she just does not enjoy. So she was ready to take it back and I went, give me, give me a chance. Let me try it. Let me see if I like it. And it got to the mm. point where she would sit there and she would put a cheese plate out, a tea out for herself. And she'd sit there and watch me play the game. Cause she genuinely enjoyed the actual story behind the, behind the game itself. So I would wait to play the game with her because she enjoyed the story. The story was actually pretty well thought out. Like, yeah. You think it's going to be stock standard, but it was it was pretty good. But yeah, that's like in terms of like gaming sides of things and keeping myself occupied. That's probably yeah my next thing aside from Star Wars. Yeah, okay. I've so, I've got a pretty I've got a pretty big one, and I like no, I've got a pretty big fandom that I like. 
But before we get into the into the one that I'm I'm the most nerdiest about, can I tell you guys what fandom I'm jealous of? Go on. I'm jealous of the Warhammer fandom. I can Warhammer see that. Yeah, I, I think I can understand why. There's so much lore. I really like listening to Warhammer lore videos and people like explaining Warhammer lore, especially when I'm playing Warhammer, like the uh, the, the Total War games. But like they get so many books. Like every it seems to be every month or every couple of months they get like two or three books. And apparently a lot of them are good, but they're still like increasing the lore and all the people who play and talk about it. I'm jealous of that. But the other universe that my head lives in is what's called the Cosmere. Have you guys ever heard of the Cosmere? No. no there is an author called Brandon Sanderson. He is a fantasy writer. He's also a science fiction writer. He writes a lot of books very fast. He's very proficient at writing very long books and very quickly and keeping up to a very high standard. He has a few, a lot of his books take place in what's called the Cosmere. And this is like a shared universe, but it's it's like a literal universe where there's books that take place on one planet and books that take place on another planet and they'll have no connection whatsoever but there'll be little hints of connection. So there might be a species on one planet that's also on another planet. Because you can, there are ways to travel between them, even though it's it's a very, it's a fantasy world. So it's like, you know, swords and, and you know, spears, and some of them have like, you know, might have very basic firearms, but they're not at like a space age kind of race. And they talk, and a big influence on them is like how God, how like there's all these different kind of gods, there's like heaps of gods, and how they influence these different planets and how the technology changes because of like certain planets. Like you look at one of the main planets and it's still based in like spear and shield formations. And then you look at another planet and it's like they're up to firearms and radios. And he writes all these amazing books and these amazing characters about them. And he, this year he's releasing four secret novels. So he, he wrote an extra on top of his normal writing, four books during COVID. And this year he's been releasing them. So, and the big books too, we're not talking like, a, like, you know, but the big triple the size of the Star Wars books that we've been reading, the High Republic ones, Curtis. but it's, they're just incredible. And his writing is so good that it's actually ruining me for other writers because you read him. <laughs> And it's he, you know, it, he might his prose and his verbiage is like a little bit it might be a bit more basic to other people, but it still gets the point across. And there are amazing stories and amazing characters and amazing, just like feelings, because the books are so long. Some of the suffering for the characters is quite, you know, quite arduous, and it might be chapters on the suffering that these people have, like what they're having to do. And when you get to the end of the book and you've, you know, you've read maybe, you know, 5,000 words or 10,000 words on how this character has been suffering and all the trials and torments they're going through and you get to the end of the book and there's a win, it's really well earned and it's like incredible. So anyone who's interested in reading these books, start out with, there's a, an early series he did called The Mistborn, so it's called the, um, 
uh, Mistborn series. So the first book is takes place in a world where what if the big bad guy won and all of these people are living in a world where there's like this really evil emperor. He's like a god. He took over the world. You know, he's enslaved all the people and there's a group of people trying to fight back. But it starts off with what if the bad guy won? There's three of those books, and then there's like a massive time jump, I think, like a 300-year time jump. And then there's what's called Mistborn Era 2. And like the technology changes, and there's different characters, and it's really fun. Yeah, I definitely recommend reading Mistborn. But if you want to read uh, what Brandon considers his magnum opus, so he's like best work, it's called the Stormlight Archive. They're long. They're not easy to read. There's a lot of characters. But if you can get through it, if you can get through, especially those tough times when there's character, there's chapter after char- chapter of, you know, your these characters failing and suffering, if you can get through it, the payoffs are just incredible. And I've reread them. I've read I've reread them all twice. And I can't wait to start my third reread. Like I'm at that point where I've tried to start other books this year. And I'm just like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm going back. I'd rather read his, even though I know the story, these other writers, they just can't hold a candle to it. And I've kind of ruined myself with it. But yeah, that, there it is. Serious question. So, yeah. When, when do you find yeah. yourself reading the most? Like when is your peak time to sit down and read a book? Because I struggle to do it. I struggle to find a time of day where I feel motivated for it. I'm still trying to figure it out. When's yours? Good question. So I used to do a lot of travel for work. So I used to try and prioritize either a podcast or, or a book. But I actually find a lot of my time is we've been kind of cutting down on the amount of – I don't really watch a lot of TV anymore. I've been really – not enjoying TV and not enjoying movies lately. So it's not rare for me and my wife to like, you know, have dinner, put the kid down, whatever, and then just spend an hour reading instead of an hour watching TV. Mm. And once you kind of get into that routine, it's, it's very nice. And it's actually, there's something really nice about like laying on the lounge with your partner, like, you know, maybe your heads are at different ends and you might be reading something completely different. But you're just you're having a nice time. Then you might share a bit about the book and things like that. Yeah, even if you're reading something different, you're, you're doing the same thing and you're doing it together, and and that's that's nice. So that's actually what we've been doing a lot lately, uh, because yeah, we've both kind of struggled with watching TV. My my wife has a very bad taste in TV. She's very much into like CSI. <laughs> and, like, I'll put I'll put TV shows in front of her that like you know are the best TV shows you know. Did you guys like um, The Last of Us, that TV show, The Last of Us? I haven't seen yes. it yet. Oh, get out of here. Me- like, oh, this is an I've been meaning to watch it. Um, you like, really you don't get to watch on- it. It's good. Yeah. Mate, we're three episodes in, and it's probably taken us two months to get there because it's just we like to watch really basic things. Like we really, we, We've watched all the F1 series. We've watched the, the Wrexham series on Netflix. Yeah, there's kind of light kind of things where, we, where we're really that tired. We don't want to read. But yeah, I really just been. We've really liked just sitting down with a book, and like when our, you know, when our daughter's down for nap time, sit down, read a book, just kind of chill out for a bit for a while. Do you know so what? Kind of my did, did you guys, either of you or both of you, ever watch the original Arnold Schwarzenegger movie True Lies, where he was a spy yeah, and his yeah. wife found out? They made a TV series on net on Disney. It's actually really really good. 
it's a it's a really light watch but it's got a bit of comedy to it like you could you could sit down and not have to focus on it but still enjoy it so and it's it's only came out this year but it's it's definitely worth a watch i think they cast um harry the guy that plays arnold's original character really really well the wife mm, still 50 50 about her casting but yeah the the series is definitely worth a watch if you enjoyed the original movie um yeah, one of those nice, easy, like, I don't need to concentrate on this to watch a new episode type thing. <laughs> Do you guys have any other fandoms you're into? Not overly, um, oh, I would say. Okay. Well, I like Supernatural, uh, but I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to I'm gonna hit you with another one. Battletech. You guys heard of Battletech? Enter Big Sigh. You've Every time it? I go to the Good Games auction house, you or Dan are mad for the battle tech. There's one happening right now that Dan's diving on and he's fighting with Brendan for it as well. It's so it's a it's a world where we we invade the humans invent Earth invents space travel. It becomes very simple to go to between the stars. And through many, through a thousand years, we, you know, there's no aliens, nothing like that. And we kind of take over a major part, a big part of the universe, if you could say a big part. A big part of our, you know, relatively small area of space that we can control. And warfare becomes out of hand. So, you know, we're nuking each other all the time. We're doing all this bullshit. And it turns, and accords a sign saying, you can't just nuke people for no reason, pretty much. Sounds and it becomes like a, it becomes a game of like kind of technology, and how, you know, they they invent these battle mechs because they like all terrain vehicles. They can hold massive weapons, and you know you can build them to spec. So it becomes this kind of like arms race, and there's actually there's a tabletop game for it, but there's heaps of books, and I mean a shit ton of books. And again, that's what I've been trying to read this year, but I've been really struggling because some of the writing's not great. But there's all these YouTube videos on the actual law. So there's a guy called uh, he's he's on a YouTube channel called the Black Pants Legion, and he's called Tex, and he does a series called Tex Talks Battle Tech. And some of the episodes are two hours long. Some of the episodes are two hours long and are two parters. They are incredible because he does these like essays on BattleTech and how yeah he he might do two hours on an individual mech or he might do four hours on just like a part in time. They're all fantastic. They're all incredible. Even if you don't like it, just listening to how certain decisions in BattleTech, like how how a mech came to be because of during that you know during the ten years it was during getting developed. You know, there was a major shortage of, of this part or there was like a political situation and how that's like influenced the building. It's just really incredible. It's a really incredible thought out like, world to live in. And it's something that I like to watch. Like if I'm playing it, you know, playing a game or maybe I'm doing, you know, some C4 stuff, chucking on one of these battle tech things in the background and kind of listening to it. It's really nice. I think... Oh, I'll be watching that was a lot one of my YouTube original lately. things I loved was Mech Warrior. So you've kind of caught yeah. me on this. 
Yeah, this is what Mac- Battletech is MechWarrior. Yeah, the, the Battletech has MechWarrior. The video well. game was MechWarrior. But the first one or the second one? First ever video game I personally ever played on a computer was mm-hmm. MechWarrior. MechWarrior 1 or MechWarrior 2? Oh, I think it might have been the second one. Yeah, Possibly. same here. So, I, I, was, I was a generation behind in technology when it came to like computer gaming and whatnot. So I think um, it was MechWarrior 2, I think, and Worms Armageddon were my first yeah, two video like games. Yeah. So my when I was young, when I was a kid, my dad bought us a computer for home for like school work or some shit, I don't know. And it came with MechWarrior 2. Oh. <laughs> so it's all I played. <laughs> I didn't it was, understand it. it. For yeah. its time, though, it was a pretty satisfying game to play, to be yeah. honest. Like, yeah, I, th- I think that's where my roots of just obsession with the idea of battle bots and things like that, like the idea of machines just fighting it out, I, it doesn't matter what it is. I just get obsessed with it. Whenever I get a chance to watch something like it, I just get so into it. Looks really I, cool. Looks really, really cool. I just realized something, and this is actually a little bit sad. I think I just realized why I'm watching more of this battle tech stuff. Because every night I used to come home and watch something on YouTube. I used to watch X Wing games on YouTube. And I think I've just realized what I've replaced it with. <laughs> X-Wing is not dead. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, but I used to, every night, I used to sit down and watch, even go back through old games and watch mm. um, what they called Gold Squadron, a Gold Squadron game, you know? I'm just going to watch a Gold Squadron game and, you know, talk, like, listen to it and enjoy it. And I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't think, I don't even know they do it anymore. But I, There's not as much of it around at the politics. moment. I think that's the thing. It's not as saturated as it used to be. Hmm. Any any opportunity I can get to shit on X Wing, I guess, is just coming up. <laughs> Jackass. Uh, um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool other fandoms. I, yeah. I kind of want to play. I kind of want to play that. Um, the Horizon game you mentioned. I have seen that, and it does sound really interesting. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a, it's a game it. I started to play a while ago when it came out on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing through it and like think other life things happened. I couldn't, I didn't really get into it that that much, but like it, yeah. mm-hmm. it was fun. Oh, it is. Yeah, get, get into it. Like it's single player, but I mean, at one point, especially during COVID, early on in the piece, I had a mate who was all who had finished the game already, and he came back and just started playing through it again with me, and we would just party chat while going through the game at the same time as each other, we would be like, oh, where are you at? And we would try and time like those significant events or those significant moments to experience it together and just go on mute. And then after it was finished, be like, dude, you finished yet? No, give me a moment longer. I'm almost there. And then like we, you know, reflect on, oh, how'd you go about it? And like while we're doing our patch up after that event or that particular battle and yeah, like, it's even though it's single player, I, th- I, I really do enjoy it. I think, I think anyone who's who's into like adventure role play type games get into it. The second one, yeah, it it really opened um, it opened a lot of doors for where the game can go in the future. I think there's a very strong chance there'll be a third, very strong chance, 
but they've just released the 2.5 update, but you can only get it on PS5, which I'm really, really cranky about because I can't justify a PS5 after having a newborn. So, yeah. You want to know what's just absolutely it. wild just right it. now? What what my PlayStation PS5 is main main use is in my household DVDs. is to play YouTube. <laughs> Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say honestly, ninety percent of the time it's being used to play either YouTube, Netflix, uh, streaming service for the for the misses or Spotify. Like I'm not wow. actually using it to play games. See, that's the thing. After having a newborn, I've looked at the amount of time I could spend on a PS5 compared to the amount of time I could possibly spend using my my a new laser engraver. And I justified the laser engraver more because I can accomplish more and do more with it because I can set it, walk away, spend time with my child, come back to it when it's done its job. Whereas the PlayStation, I have to sit there with my hands on the controller the entire time I'm using it and essentially neglect my child, which is not something I want to do. Um, Yeah, so I couldn't justify it yet. Maybe when my, my son reaches, you know, one, one a bit, I can turn around and go, yeah, let's get it. But till then, I got to miss out on Jedi Survivor, Horizon, the new downloadable content. Like, yeah, it's probably one thing I don't like. I don't like how they monopolize certain things to only be on the latest console. It kind of hurts. Mm. Bit like Starfield, eh? Still don't know about that yet. I've got to look it up. Actually, look into it. We should. Uh, we should definitely talk about video games on the next episode of the rounds of no the points update this is the points update adam we're in the points the update. rounds are up update cast points well mm. guys i hope you enjoyed uh curtis nick and i doing a points update on our favorite fandoms you can join the conversation in our patreon discord which we're already part of yeah. this is just for patrons uh, it's really hard going in raw. It's really hard not having notes because I get lost of what to say at the end. Well, you know yeah. what, guys? But thank you. You can always suggest a topic to us that you'd love to hear from some of your hosts. Mm. So if there's any yeah. burning topics, throw it out there and we'll see if we can get around to it, have a chat over a beverage or so, and, yeah, you'll learn a bit. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to doing video games and uh, in another in future episode. Other- other hobbies is going to be a good one. Oof. Yeah, or That's like a just like one. generic other other interests because yeah, I feel yeah. like all, all of us would have very much different things. I I personally love woodworking. Uh and <laughs> you know, <laughs> save it, save it, content. Save it. <laughs> Nick, thank you for being on. Curtis, thank you for being on. Pleasure. Thank you for being on, Adam. And as we say at the end of the episode of every points update, Curtis. Have fun. Okay. Enjoy yep. your life. Good, good work. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know. It. That bus hurt. Right. See, your mind went, have fun, and mine went, Grab the moo moo and get your milk. <laughs> I set you up for that one, all right? <laughs>